felt as if her heart raced a little more. Maybe I was wrong, and you won't have to see him, Whitney said, though they both knew it was a lie. I have to go to the funeral, she said, and we're the only restaurant in town. He couldn't cook for shit when he left, and I doubt having tons of money gave him the ambition to learn. Take some sick days. It's rude to go to a funeral sick because there are so many old people there. And maybe he doesn't know you're back. You could have stayed in St. Louis. After pausing for a few seconds, Whitney frowned. Or not. There are probably people camped in his dad's front yard already, wanting to get his autograph and catch him up on all the gossip he's missed. Pretending you're sick could work, though. She might not have to pretend, Ava thought, since her stomach was tied up in such tight knots it almost hurt. Whitney kept talking as she turned her attention back to the food she was cooking, but Ava wasn't paying attention. This was really happening. Jace had come to take care of his father's funeral in person, and there wouldn't be any hiding from it. Or pretending she was sick, since she had too much pride to try that. Coming down with something right after her old flame drove into town was so transparent even an idiot would see through that. Ava? She'd been staring off at nothing, but she forced her attention back to her friend, who was holding two plates. Do you want me to take these out? No. She'd needed a minute, or days she didn't have, to let Jace's return sink in, but there would be no gossip about Ava coming undone and having to hide in the kitchen while Whitney did her job for her. Knowing this town, the story would be embellished and include a full-on emotional breakdown and broken dishes by bedtime. I'll do it. You know your mom will probably be here any minute. They went to Springfield to do some Christmas shopping and have dinner, so they're probably not back yet. Not that a phone call or a quick Facebook check wouldn't clue her mom in, but she probably wouldn't have time to descend on Ava at work, thank God. Take a breath, Whitney said, still holding the plates. I know you don't want everybody talking about you guys, but it's going to happen. Just keep your chin up and ignore it. He'll crawl back under his fancy rock soon enough. Ava looked at her best friend trying to center herself. They'd been balancing each other out for years, the tall brunette and the short blonde. But she wasn't sure Whitney was going to be able to talk her through this one. I should be over it by now, she said in a small voice. Honey, even I'm not over it, and I wasn't in love with him. You two were perfect together, not only as a couple, but when you guys sang. And he threw you away the first time some shiny bitch dangled a recording contract in front of him. Ava flinched. They never pulled any punches with each other. But when it came to Jace, the sore spot was too tender for a direct hit. But she knew what Whitney was trying to do. If she was focused more on the anger than the hurt, she might be able to avoid being the target of everybody's sympathetic clucking. I hate him, Ava said, nodding her head. We hate him. Whitney handed over the plates. 
He had his chance and he blew it. So you go out there, head high, back straight, tits out, and show everybody what he missed out on. Ava actually laughed, which went a long way toward driving back the panic. Make sure you save me a serving of the baked mac and cheese before it sells out, she told Whitney. I know I said I was going to cut back on carbs. Again. But I'll be in the mood for comfort food, she finished. In one fluid move that came from years of doing it, Ava turned and kicked the swinging door open with the bottom of her foot. Then she turned as she went through it, so she was facing forward without the plates hitting the door. As she walked past a table of four on her way to deliver to another, she saw them bent over a phone, and from it came a painfully familiar tune.